0: You're listening to Titans of the Trades. I'm your host, Ryan England, author of Hire Better People Faster and creator of the Corfit Hiring System, a proven process to help growing companies attract and retain only the best. I'm on a mission to revolutionize the perception of the trades and elevate it to new heights. After growing up in a blue collar family, my passion for making the trades cool again runs deep. If you're a Titan in the industry and wanna be on my show, stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can be my next guest.
1: A lot of people believe that they go to AI and say, write a blog post, thousand word blog posts about this. And I can just cut and paste that in. And that that's going to be the end of the game. First off, it's it's going to be clunky in terms of syntax the grammar, it's going to use a lot of passive voice. <laughs> it's not really going to care whether or not it's accurate <laughs> at mm-hmm. all. And, and in fact, a lot of people say, and give me statistics. There's time, uh, countless examples of of people going, I don't know where those statistics came from, but they're made up, you know, and they, they're not accurate. Or they cite some study and, and it'll look like, yeah, that was totally a legitimate source. And you go to that source, it's like, that's not even what this was about. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are broken with it, wrong with it, not usable
0: with it. But if you use it as that assistant. Today, we're talking about AI. We're talking about artificial intelligence. This is the thing that so many people are talking about in the news right now. I couldn't help but have someone on here who I actually think has taken the time to figure out what the impact is going to be in not only our business, but how we market and promote ourselves. So let's just jump right in. I want to welcome today's guest, John Jantz from Duct Tape Marketing. John, it's so great to talk again. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks,
1: Ryan. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you again.
0: You are world-renowned as a marketing expert and lots of books. I'm sure most of our listeners have heard of you, but I want to talk about something that's a little different today. And I know that you and your team have just been putting out all sorts of information and content about this disruptive thing that is in the world right now called AI. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people have their beliefs. Some are true. Some are not. What's one of the myths out there regarding AI that you want to share with our listeners today? Sure. It's... it's... One of the myths is so hard. Um,
1: (laughs) Just pick your favorite. Pick my favorite. I think the one that I think that that people need to kind of wrap their heads around, there's a lot of fear in the the media about this is going to make your job obsolete. And there's a lot of things that AI can do that actually can allow us to work more effectively. But it's not going to just wholesale replace people's positions. But it is going to up the game in in terms of what value you bring to that position. Mm. If you're not thinking strategically because AI can't think strategically, it can only really do what you tell it to do. And so the people who, uh, who really use AI in a strategic manner are the ones that are going to benefit. And so some people will lose out, but not somebody who's thinking in terms of what value they really bring.
0: Yeah. There's so much that fear that's out there right now. I saw something that said 300 million people are going to lose their jobs to AI in the next five years. And I think that it's true. You just got to be willing to up your game and change. I think the people that aren't going to change are going to be the ones that are stuck.
1: I mean, you think historically, I mean... Let's go back 150 years and people are saying, the world's coming to an end because of this automobile, <laughs> like in the early, late 70s, you know, the world's coming to an end because everybody's going to have a computer, you know, so we've been through this.
0: Got it. <laughs> I follow you and your team online, and I know that you've been just prolific in talking about AI and more so its impact in the marketing world and how entrepreneurs, business owners, businesses just in general can use this new tool this resource, and you guys have provided a ton of stuff. Tell me what's going on in your world as it relates to AI marketing, and what can some of our listeners be prepared for?
1: One of the most obvious uses of AI is is that its ability to do research, its ability to create lists, its ability to actually create outlines. I'm not going to go as far as saying finished content, but, (laughs) but outlines. That for me, again, it's only as good as what you're asking it to do. So if somebody goes there with a great, what are called prompts, that's basically how you get it to do things. If somebody goes there with a great informed prompt and can write a very detailed prompt, they're going to get some decent information pretty quickly. And so the first and, and foremost use of this tool is really just efficiency. There's a lot of things you can do manually that take some time. And there's a lot of things that the AI can do to speed that process up. I'll give you a couple examples from a marketing world. I mean, because marketing is today is essentially about producing content in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Really low level content. It's a tool that you can actually say, look at this blog post and give me metadata for SEO for this. So give me a title, give me a description. Now that's something that, It can probably do as well, or maybe in some cases, better than somebody who's, that's not really their career (laughs) is writing that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, why spend the brain cells to do it? Because this tool will do that. So that's a very kind of simple, practical. But then we start getting into, for example, as a marketer, let's say a client comes to me in an industry I'm not really that familiar with. I can actually put into chat GPT, What are the most profitable products? What are the industry trends? What are the opportunities in this industry? How do they form their business models? I mean, and it's just going to automatically just give you lots of useful data. It's going to probably give you some stuff that won't make sense or to you, maybe some stuff that's not that useful. Maybe it's going to (laughs) validate what you were already saying. So I've kind of jokingly saying that we ought to call it right now, we ought to call it IA. I mean, there will be a time when it's artificial intelligence, meaning it's going to actually outthink us, but we're not there yet. And so I call it IA, meaning informed
0: automation, because that's kind of how I use the tools. I like it, informed automation. It's funny when this thing first came out and I saw all the stuff, I I remember seeing the the picture on one of the news sites of the Terminator robot stepping on the skull. And they're like, AI is here. And it's like, it's going to destroy us. And I think people are so scared to change, like you said, just something new, new technology. And I don't think people realize
1: that AI has been buried in our technology for years. And so we've been using, I mean, ever ask Google Maps to get you somewhere and it tells you there's a <laughs> slowdown on I-70 and you need to go around this way. Well, that's been using AI for years and so I think it's just kind of come to the public forefront. And so consequently, anytime something gets really hot like this, you've got all the people who are saying it's great. And you've got all the people who are saying it's the end of the world. I mean, because nobody
0: wants to read like, ah, we'll see. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, people don't like change, right? Like right. We, we know that people, then this is change. So talk to me a little bit more. I love that example, by the way, about getting the metadata. I hate putting brain power towards that. That is not my expertise. What are some other ways that you're seeing people use this in the marketing space? Well, we use it from an
1: SEO standpoint. We use it for keyword research. It does a great job. And there are actually tools out there that people pay for subscriptions to get that kind of stuff. But it does a great job at, at really analyzing the research intent and the research data. And it can produce not only the obvious ones, but maybe what we would call longer tail types of search terms. I already mentioned the idea of, of metadata. You can take content that Let's say your competitor's content is ranking way above yours. You can take that content and ask AI to analyze that content on why it's ranking and to write you a content that would outrank that. Now, it's not going to produce a thousand words that you're just going to copy and paste, but it's going to have the bones there. It's going to have the semantic terminology. It's going to have the keywords that should be there. It's going to have you know the, the, the content structure that's going to mimic something that's already ranking. I could have answered this is the myth. A lot of people believe that they go to AI and say, write a blog post, thousand word blog post about this, and I can just cut and paste that in, and that that's going to be the end of the game. First off, it's, it's going to be clunky in terms of syntax the grammar, it's going to use a lot of passive voice. It's not really going to care whether or not it's accurate mm-hmm. at all. And, and in fact, a lot of people say, and give me statistics. There's time, countless examples of, of people going, I don't know where those statistics came from, but they're made up, you know, and they, they're not accurate. Or they cite some study and, and it'll look like, yeah, that was totally a legitimate source. And you go to that source, it's like, that's not even what this was about. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are broken with it, wrong with it, not usable with it. But If you use it as that assistant, imagine you went out and you hired an assistant and said, look, I need you to like sort through all of this stuff and and give me kind of like the high spot of this that we can start working with, treat it kind of that way and not as like this kind of junior assistant who you can say, yeah, you can write all this technical content for me and nobody's gonna have to look at it.
0: Yeah we've actually used it. You know, we write a lot of job ads. We write a lot of culture stuff and everything else. And sometimes the, the client will be like, Hey, you know what? It's just not landing just right. It's not just landing right. So we'll put the information in there and say, how would you explain this to a five-year-old? Right. In marketing, I remember those exercises, like, how would you explain it to a child? Like do that. And it's like, this is a lot of work for me sometimes, but you know what chat GPT can do, can whip it out like that. And it's like, here's how to explain this to a child. And I was like, now I get why it's not landing right because that's not what I meant to say because <laughs> the robot internalizes it and then produces the information for us.
1: Well, I tell you another way that that I think you're going to see, and of course, you know this is going to change this industry. One of the things that anybody who's got much experience in running ads, you, you've got a lot of experience in running job ads, right? Is sometimes you're just like wow, we put five of them out there. That's the one that got response. It's like, I never would have guessed that. And I just think, I, we see it all the time. Change a picture, change one word, change the positioning of the call to action. And it's like, I don't know why it worked, but this one works, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now you can go to chat GBT and say, give me 400 variations of ads along this line. And boom, it's done. It's like, because it's not like anybody's going to be able to go, those three are good and these three are bad. I mean, it's like more is better in some cases to at least test. And so here, here you've got a, an assistant that can crank out 400 of them in 60 seconds. And now you've got a giant pool to
0: test from. So using it for testing, using it for copy ideas. I love the idea generation. Talk to me a little bit about this idea, this myth that we that you shattered in the beginning that, oh my gosh, it's going to lose jobs. And the idea being that the people that learn how to use AI are the ones that are still going to be around. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Help me explore that idea. Yeah.
1: I I mean, I've been kind of pushing back on that saying, we have to use AI. You won't be able to compete in some ways just because of the efficiencies, the ability to test faster, all the things are going to make it so that if you're not using those tools, You can't stand back and say, no, I'm a pen and paper guy and I'm going (laughs) to die on that, you know, on that uh, beach. You've got to use these tools because you're you're not going to get just replaced wholesale. You're going to get replaced in a lot of cases by somebody who's using these tools, you know, effectively. And so it's not an either or thing. It's how do we embrace these bring them in. But again, it's always going to be about strategy. I mean, they're going to be a lot. I mean, I guarantee you there are people out there selling $5 blog posts and they're just hitting chat GPT all day long. Yeah. And people are saying, oh, I can't write blog posts now because I can't do it for $5. Well, people are still going to have a need for somebody who can strategically develop a marketing plan, You know, orchestrate all the ways that all these things work together and stop selling tactics. Chad GPT just makes you more efficient, uh, but you've got to stop selling tactics.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, and if you've ever, I mean, I've seen a couple of things. I'm like, hey, Chad GPT, write this thousand word article for me. And I read it and I was like, that's like seven articles blended together, and that's not words that is even make sense together. Like it, it just, yeah. it still needs the human that can understand how to use it as a tool. I think, and then be able to make it better, make it the finished product that you wanted. So
1: I tell you, I would not want to be a high school English teacher trying to assess essays about. Oh. <laughs> the book that we're currently studying right now, because I guarantee you there's a lot of high school students that are pretty happy about the tool. Yeah.
0: I, I read somewhere, or someone was talking about it, that there are some tools out there now that you can feed the information into and it'll tell you what the likelihood is that it was written by AI and stuff. Yeah.
1: And those will become more and more prevalent.
0: Because it all just follows algorithms. I mean, isn't that all it is, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's basically
1: been fed everything that's been ever written about the scarlet letter including the entire text of the Scarlet Letter and all of Hawthorne's personal <laughs> correspondence. And then it's just making decisions about the likelihood. That's, a, that's another thing people don't realize is that it's just guessing. It's making decisions about the likelihood that this is the answer you want.
0: Got it. Wow. So I I know this probably isn't your total expertise, but I'd love to know, you got any thoughts on how this is going to impact the recruiting world or what you're seeing there? Recruiting, as you know, is marketing. So we've pretty
1: much been talking about this. <laughs> so, I mean, you think about just my example of ads. I mean, you've probably seen ads get buried on Monster. Ads do better on Monster, for example, for whatever reason, sometimes. I mean, you probably have some best practices for SEO sure. and whatnot. But in the end- if you're not monitoring that ad, you know, the results of it. So I think right there is a pretty clear example of let's let's think of five different ways to say this as one. Let's think about all of the salary research. Give me all the job descriptions that people have written for this. And, and again, not that you're going to copy and paste it but you know how many times have you kind of got into it and said oh this is how we're going to explain who we're looking for and then as time goes on you start hearing back from people you start doing some of the interviews and you're like oh we totally missed this point this needs to be in there now what we've found is that we create this entire library of potential things that we should be saying we're still making decisions about what we are going to say but all of a sudden now we've got this oh, let's let's plug this one and put it in there. Having access to that ahead of time instead of waiting after the fact to where you then start refining. Because I'm I'm sure in the recruiting world, somebody puts something out there and they're just, for whatever reason, they're not attracting the right people. And it's because they're missing a couple key points that that ideal candidate is looking for. Well, you've got access to that data, not in real time necessarily, but certainly aggregate.
0: One of the challenges that I do see in the recruiting space is we spend a lot of time just in the work we do on really making sure we're communicating our culture and our vision, and our values. And if that stuff's not available on the internet, AI can't use that information. So if you don't already have it, it's not going to do a very good job of of making it up. Well, and, and frankly, on the candidate side, a lot of people are using AI to write <laughs> resumes. <laughs> it's
1: interesting. i, I I don't know this answer. Maybe you have some insight. Be interesting how it's changing the candidate's approach.
0: I haven't seen a lot on that, but I now have to update one of my talking points because I I usually tell people resumes are garbage because they're either written by people that don't know how to write resumes, which is the majority of us, or they're written by professional resume writers. Well, now I have to add a third one. (laughs) They were written by AI.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think some of the recruiting tools and the job boards certainly are using AI, to move people up higher and to move people down and to weed out. I know that there are recruiting, hiring organizations that are using tools now to take those 3,000 applications and immediately sort of get it down to 10 that said the right words or whatever it
0: was. (laughs) Well, and to your point, that's not new. That's been around for the last 10, 15 years in the enterprise space. Companies that had the millions of dollars to invest in the technology did. But now what ChatGPT done is they've made it affordable for everybody else. And so we all get to do this. So if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm a little nervous because now I've gonna have to pay more attention to my marketing or hire someone that's got a little bit more, like, what's the future gonna look like for me as an entrepreneur? Like just I know we're speculating, right? But love right. to know your thoughts.
1: Well, first off, I want to address one point you made. Is It's not I have to pay more attention. <laughs> i have always had to pay more attention. <laughs> What's happened is there's more things that you don't need to do now, is how I like to tell people. With every new platform, every new tool where a lot of stress is caused is it's like, oh, I have to be here now. I have to be here now. I put out a list of prompts. Everybody's seeing the 1,001 prompts to get you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We have a process that we've used for 30 years. Hasn't really changed other than how we can do it (laughs) now. And we call it strategy first. Everybody who comes to our agency is going to go through strategy first. We're going to develop a marketing strategy for them. Part of what happens through that process is that we eliminate a lot of the things. It's like, no, you don't need to be here and you don't need to be doing this. Here's where we need to, we've got a laser focus now on a narrowly defined ideal client. Let's go where they are, right? Mm. And I think that one of the things that AI is really great at doing is helping to hone in on like the sentiments. I mean, one of the prompts that we wrote in this strategy first guide was about, give me a list of the 20 concerns that XYZ described client. I'll just use a, a real example. A homeowner who is thinking about remodeling their kitchen might have, write it in first person, make it emotional. You can throw all those kinds of things in there, right? Mm. And it's going to spit out of 20 of the things that like, I'm afraid I won't be able to afford this, or I'm afraid they won't clean up, or I'm afraid I can't trust them. I mean, again, it'll just give you an entire list of what what the customer is actually saying to themselves. And I I just think that kind of supplement to what you sort of anecdotally know about your ideal customers is going to allow you to address what matters most to them. And so these tools, I think, will allow people to, as I said, I I like to say they'll allow people to to actually start thinking they have to do less (laughs) or thinking Mm -hmm. they have to do more and allowing them to actually focus on what's important.
0: I love your examples because I was like, I get that one. Like I can see that being an issue in my business. And it doesn't really matter what business I think it is. This is a tool that's here to stay. It sounds like you guys have already started to incorporate this extra tool. Like you're just using this extra tool. You're teaching people how to use it. And I do think that it's something that people just got to know it's relevant. And the more people that have access to it, the more we have to pay attention to the tool. But that also means that we don't have to pay as much attention to other things which frees us up to be more creative and do more human things, right? Yeah. And I think that's absolutely a
1: great point because I think a lot of times people will think, oh, if I have a repeatable process, where's the innovation in that? It's like, no, what that does is that actually, if you're not having to do the, let's face it, sometimes the grunt work, you're freed up to actually have
0: the space to innovate. Yeah. You know, and we talk, I I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, we're talking about hiring a lot. And one of the things are like, oh, I'm so busy doing this and I'm so busy getting caught up in this and so busy doing my books or dealing with insurance or dealing with this. And I mean, the more open we are to new tools, innovations, new ideas that are out there, the more we can free ourselves from that, what I would call the mundane stuff of being an entrepreneur, start focusing on the creative fun stuff. The reason why we got into business in the first place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: You know what, John, this has been so great. I know we could talk about this for hours because there's probably tons of examples, but I think that was a great primer. Got me really thinking about the future of AI and what its impact is going to be in business. Do you have any last thoughts about it that you want to share?
1: Well, I, I did want to tell you that we've got some prompts that that I want to give away. Okay. And so you'll have a link in the show notes. So this, what we've done is taken a handful of prompts that that map really to our strategy first process. So it's a lot of times people are just creating lists of prompts and you might, oh, that one's interesting, that one's interesting. But what we've done is taken and we're following an A to Z process and we're backing it up with some aids along the way that that, uh, that are prompts that will allow you to kind of get to some of the research that that we do in our regular process. So it's it's basically AI prompts for producing marketing strategy. And if nothing else, walking through the prompts will be a great education on on how to think about marketing strategy today. So again, we'll, I know you'll have a link in the show notes. People can come and grab that from ducttapemarketing.com.
0: And, and by the way, I have seen it and I just... I was expecting a, just a long list of bullets of prompts, and I really like the way you took the time to explain a little bit. I mean, it's not a long explanation, it's not a long document, but some real high value information in there. So that is so great. And John, if people want to get a hold of you and learn more about your services over at Duct Tape Marketing, sure. How do they do that?
1: Well, the easiest is just pretty much everything I've been doing for the last few decades. They can find it ducttapemarketing dot com, and that's D U C T. T A P E Marketing.com. I'm probably most active on LinkedIn anymore these days. So it's just John Jance on, on LinkedIn if you want to
0: find me there. And there are a lot of experts out there that are that are helping consult and coach with on your program. Is that right?
1: Yeah, we we actually have a licensing program. Strategy First is part of that that agencies and consultants license. We've, I don't know, probably three or four hundred over the years have gone through that program. There's also an active network about 150 of those folks that meet on a regular basis. We have in-person events. We have tons of training. It's kind of like-minded folks. I have a A lot of them are using these AI prompts to supplement their strategy work as well. So being a solopreneur, being a fractional CMO, consultant, whatever you're calling yourself these days, surrounding yourself with people that are kind of doing the same thing and using the same tools is a really great way to ramp up your learning curve, but also get support.
0: Well, and I think it's a great testament to, to the, the product, the strategies that you've built, the, the education, the, the course, everything that it's not just you figuring out on your own. Like you've got a whole, there's a whole bunch of people that are like, no, this is the real deal and this stuff at tape Marketing works. And so you've got history behind this. We're not just making up. So I know having followed you for, gosh, almost the past 20 years that if you're talking about AI and ways to use it, you guys did your homework.
1: Yeah. I always tell people when some new thing comes along, I always say, how can we use this to serve our existing customers better? If we can do that, then it's something we ought to explore. You know, We don't just say, oh, this is the new thing. We better get out in front of it. It's like, can we use this in practical ways? And that's what it's probably the most fun I have is taking something that people are like, oh, it's this new mysterious thing and saying, no, here's three or four really practical ways that you can use it. Don't worry about all the other stuff.
0: I love it. John, thank you so much. This was great. And I will make sure that we have the link to download the prompts in the show notes. So if you're listening and you want those prompts because you've heard about this mysterious AI thing and you want to learn more about it, you want to learn about the prompts, please download that. Check that out. And if you're looking for any marketing support, whether it's fractional CMO work, like you just need someone to help you with the strategy, you need someone to help you execute. I know John and his team, they can a whole gamut, like they can help you on the marketing front. So make sure to check him out at ducttapemarketing.com. John, thank you so much. My pleasure, Ryan. Thanks. Ryan England here. Thank you so much for listening to Titans of the Trades. If you're a Titan in the construction, manufacturing, or skilled trades industry and would like to be a guest on my show, please visit podcast.corematters.com. If you found value in this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and share it with a friend or post it on social. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Titans of the Trades. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, click the subscribe button. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and get me one step closer to solving the labor crisis facing the industry. Want to know more about how we're doing that? Go to our website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.